KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. The Make-A-Wish Foundation has been operating for 40 years. It spans thousands of volunteers all across the United States and dozens of other countries. And the one goal is to make wishes come true for children between two and a half and 18 years old who are suffering from critical illnesses. And then the coronavirus pandemic happened. And I was thinking about all the kids who wanted to go to Disney World or meet their favorite celebrity in person. So I checked in with the Make-A-Wish chapter around here to ask how the work they do has changed because of COVID-19. So I guess just to start, can you um, introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about the Philadelphia, Delaware, and Susquehanna Valley chapter? Sure. My name is Dennis Heron. I'm president and CEO of the chapter. I've been with the organization for 23 years. I've been serving as only their second CEO in the history of the chapter. In that time, we have granted 7,000 wishes. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a little inside scoop, Charlotte. The 7,000th wishes being granted tomorrow to Sarah, a 15-year-old in Wilmington, Delaware, who wants her backyard fenced in because she got two puppies and she wants to be able to let them run and play carefree. That's great. When I first started out, it was just the Philadelphia chapter. And 12 years ago, uh, we started talks with the Susquehanna Valley chapter, which is the Lancaster, Harrisburg, Carlisle area. We've merged with them. And then four years ago, our national organization uh, approached us and said, would you be interested in serving the state of Delaware? And we said that if it's in the best interest of eligible children residing in Delaware, absolutely yes. So we have been serving the state of Delaware. We're in our fourth year now. That's great. Is there any, you kind of already said a wish, but are there any favorite wishes that you kind of look back on and just remember as great times? There's two that stick out in my mind always. Uh, The first one was uh, when we were just the Philadelphia chapter. It was a young lady who was 15 years old, and her wish was to give back. And when we say give back, it's not something that she will benefit from, but other people will benefit from. So it, it was holiday time, and she wanted to be able to disperse presents to other wish kids in the Philadelphia area. So we spent a weekend purchasing presents, wrapping them in our conference room. We got a stretch limousine. She rode around to the different addresses and gave wish kids and their siblings Christmas presents and Hanukkah presents for that particular year. And I was really touched by that because she could have gone to Hawaii. She could have gone to Paris. She could have met her favorite recording artist. She could have gone to the Super Bowl. Anything that she wanted, she could have, but she decided she was going to give back. That's the first wish that always sticks in my mind. 
The second one is we currently have a member of our board of directors who's a physician at Jefferson Hospital. And when his son was battling leukemia, uh, the social workers at CHOP approached the doctor and said, you know, your son's doing well. He still has a ways to go. But there's an organization out there that will just stop this hideous swirl of despair that surrounds a child and a critical illness. And that's Make-A-Wish. Doc said, listen, we, we are not hurting for anything. Why don't you give that wish to a more deserving child? And we said, Doc, that's not the idea of what Make-A-Wish is about. Your son is experiencing the very same thing that any child that would be eligible for our program but might be under, uh, under a lower socioeconomic level, he deserves a wish just like any child deserves a wish. It's not about money. It's about your son and what he's going through while he combats leukemia. We started talking about what his son's interests were. And Doc said, well, why don't you just talk to my son directly? When we did, we found out that he had this love affair with Italy. And he's never been there. Very religious, very um, Catholic. And uh, he said, not only would I love to go to Italy someday, but I would love to be in the audience of the Pope when he says Mass. Well, not only did he hear the pontiff say Mass, he had a personal meeting with the Pope, one-on-one. -on -one. And we have a picture of that with his eyes just beaming. And the dad, the doc, had a look of unbelievable happiness. And to, to this day, the doc who serves on our board will go out and talk to people about it's not about money. It's about experiencing, taking your mind and your troubles away from being probed and prodded while your son or daughter heals and this is the organization that takes you there. Wow, I have chills from both of those stories. Two, two of my favorites. Wow. Definitely right now, things are probably a lot different. Um, how has coronavirus changed what you do and how you do it? And what are the biggest challenges that you're facing right now? Well, the biggest challenges uh, happened in mid-March when the CDC recommended that they were placing restrictions on travel and large group gatherings. Well, right then and there, we knew that 80% of all of our wishes included either travel and or large group gatherings, like amusement parks, like concert venues, like stadiums, like auditoriums. Whatever that is, 80% of our business was going to be postponed indefinitely. So the first thing we had to do was reach out to the families that were scheduled for their wishes to unfold in the next couple of weeks. And it was about 35 to 40 families that we had to reach out right away. And by this time, word was getting out to the general public that this was no joke. This was the real deal that we've never dealt with a a pandemic in my time at Make-A-Wish, and this was going to cause quite a bit of confusion. Not only do we have currently over a 100 wishes that are on hold and postponed because of travel or large uh, groups, 
But the other challenge is that the revenue that we usually uh, receive in spring and summer through in-person events, whether they're dramatic productions by high school dramatic clubs in their auditoriums, or end of spring sports events, golfing events, runs and walks. These have all been either postponed or canceled. And that's a, a, a major revenue stream that we no longer have access to. Now, we did have a successful giving week, which happened a week ago. Um, and that was planned well before COVID-19 kicked our doors in. And that was very successful. But we were really planning on, for instance, this Sunday, Mother's Day, we traditionally have the Mother's Day convoy in Lancaster. And it's a 518-wheeler tractor-trailer convoy. And it's also a fair and carnival. It's a one-day event that last year raised over $600,000 for us. It is now postponed until probably the latter portion of August. So our challenges are a multitude. I'm talking to you from my daughter's old bedroom. Never in my life have I been asked or forced to work from home. This is the new reality. My staff of 22 are all working from home. We communicate daily, but it's a challenge. So th these are some of the challenges, and quite frankly, the money that is really out there to be um, donated by the general public is now directed to coronavirus challenges, and, and rightfully so. So, you know, there's, there's not a, a 501c3 in the Philadelphia vicinity that is not struggling with developing revenue because of COVID-19. It's a real problem. Right. That, that's very true. Um, do you remember the last wish before coronavirus kind of changed everything? And do you look back at that differently now after a couple months of, you know, all these changes and kind of facing what's going on? Well, the one thing that's happened is that, that we have a, a very popular brand. It's well known. And we've done over the last five to eight years... We've done an excellent job of promoting our brand and promoting our one and only program to grant the wish of a child between two and a half and 18 that's suffering a critical illness. We did such a good job that for the last year and a half, we've been granting wishes like somebody would drink water out of a fire hose. It's been that popular. We have in excess of about 460 wishes that are eligible in our jurisdiction. And that's not including the 100 or so plus that we have postponed that we were going to do before the end of our fiscal year, which is August 31st. But we also had the rest of the wishes that were planned for the summer. So each day that passes, that 100 plus wish postponed grows. So we, we knew that we were, this was going to be a a challenge. Our budget for this year was to grant 340 wishes. We are well on our way to meeting that, but that still wouldn't have uh, met the demand, which is in excess of 460 wishes. So our hope was before COVID-19 
entered our lives was to reduce that pipeline to a manageable number so that in the next couple of years, we would be caught up and that every eligible child in the Delaware Valley, in the Susquehanna Valley, would be receiving their wish. The answer to your question is, I do remember the last wish, and it was one of probably somewhere in the area of of a half of all our wishes are Disney. And this was a young girl with three sisters, all girls, three sisters, who were in these um, princess gowns at the airport, getting on a plane, going to Orlando to experience Disney. And that was literally what I remember of the last family that left on their wish. As a matter of fact, we almost had to call them back because of instituting a travel ban. We we missed it by one day. The family was lucky. They missed it by one day as a mandatory no flights in and out of effective the certain date. I think it was like March 15th or so. But that I do remember it. And I've got to dig out the picture of the, the, the three young ladies in there, all different colors, pink, yellow, blue, and per, uh, uh, like a light purple, and uh, just adorable. And they were from uh, the inner city. So it was, uh, it was great to see. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I mean, and you, you've already touched on it, but, you know, experts are saying that these changes can last maybe another year or at least until there's a vaccine available. How is Make-A-Wish planning for the future and possibly changing how you guys give wishes? Are you looking into different creative ways that you can still make wishes come true? Yeah, now... The one thing I do want to uh, mention is that we are still granting wishes. We'll do electronic wishes. Like I said, the 7,000th wish tomorrow is a fenced-in backyard. We'll do, uh, we're, we're scheduled to do a swimming pool in July. We have uh, virtual shopping sprees that we can conduct. Uh, there is a virtual meet-and-greet with a celebrity and a young lady that wanted to meet this celebrity. So she's agreed to do it um, by a, a Zoom meeting. So there are, and we, we've done some Xboxes, we've done some computer gizmos, we've done some uh, laptops, we'll do play playgrounds in backyards. Uh, this one young man in the Harrisburg area um, recalled his younger days when his dad would take him to uh, his popular fishing hole that was also a part of a township park. One of the recent storms that came through destroyed that park, and we are rebuilding that as his wish, as he remembered it. So that that's a wish we'll be able to knock out as well. But planning for the future is going to be a challenge. Now the one, I won't say good thing, but the one positive that we have is that we're a part of a national organization. There are 60 chapters across the country. So we're going to get together, and we have been getting together, and we're mapping out what can we do? How long of a forecast do we think this is going to last? Um, Should we limit or cancel for X number of months or so? 
wishes that include cruises. I mean, these are the types of conversations that we are holding on a national level so that when we institute a policy, it's not one chapter that's deciding it, but it's all 60 chapters are in agreement that this is what we'll do moving forward. And I mentioned earlier, Charlotte, that um, Disney is half of the wishes that we do year in and year out. Well, Disney's not even open. And the place that they stay, Give Kids the World, in Kissimmee, Florida, is closed as well until they get the green light that it's it's acceptable. And what I'm hearing from Disney, and I don't know this to be written in stone yet, but they're going to limit the number of folks that can enter any of their parks on any given day. So that means do we enter into a waiting list? Do we do we stretch it out? Um, how do we get our wish families to get priority status? So there's a lot of changes down the road, but this has blindsided us to a degree that we're still getting our bearings as to where and how we can move forward. And still granting wishes. That's that's amazing. Why is granting these wishes so important and maybe even especially right now? Well, I think it's even more important right now because you look at the 100 plus kids that we had to say out of no fault of your own, no fault of our own, we have to postpone this wish. There's another negative that has entered into this child's life who has dealt with a series of negatives, whether it's the disease itself, whether it's not being able to go to school and and intermingle with classmates, whether it's the inability to play sports any longer, whether it's the the inability to be able to to escape a hospital room for a month at a time. You know, these kids have been denied the opportunity to simply be a kid. And when you're you're able to grant a wish and they're told that their wish is going to be granted, they light up like a Christmas tree and it gives them hope. It gives them strength. It gives them something solid to hang on to while they wait for that wish to unfold. And I used the the example of one of my other favorite wishes was that in the spring, a popular wish is going to Clearwater and working out at spring training with the Phillies. Well, this child may, may have found out in October that in March he's going to go work out with the Phillies. That gives him five months, six months of, of taking his mind off being probed and prodded by the medical community. So that's the importance of the wish. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Are you guys um, still able to accept more wishes at this time or are you kind of waiting and seeing what happens? No, we're still receiving referrals and the referrals come from either a parent, the child himself, or some a doc who's treating the child, or the social worker uh, at one of the four specialty hospitals that if a child is ill enough, to be eligible for our program, then they're probably at one of these specialty hospitals. CHOP, St. Chris, New Moores, A.I. DuPont, and Penn State Hershey Medical Center in Central PA. And then the social workers will work with the, work with the family and make sure they understand who we are and who we are not. A lot of people still think we're the death wish. We're anything but. 
10 years, 20 years ago, we had to tra change our terminology because the, the kids were living. And it was the success of the medical community that have forged this, this success story. Leukemias, organ transplants, pulmonary diseases, mostly are easily treatable. And we're told that about 75 to 80% of children that are eligible for a wish go on to adulthood. And that's a cause for celebration. Definitely. I, I am honestly so moved by some of these wishes that you told me and how humble some of these kids are. Um, what should people do? And I know we mentioned that a lot of donations right now are going to COVID-19. But, you know, if people did want to support Make-A-Wish or make a donation, what can people do? Thank you for asking that, Charlotte. And they can do a lot. We're leaving the, the website page up from our giving week. Um, it is called wishesarewaiting.com. And you can go there and you can make a donation. Um, and listen, we understand the challenges that everybody's facing. We're facing them ourselves, both emotionally and financially. So if you can give anything, $10, $25, $50, this all adds up. Um, so please go to wishesarewaiting.com and please make a donation at whatever you're comfortable at making. We would be grateful for your support. That's great. Wishesarewaiting.com. And right. last Thank week so we, we also celebrated, I had mentioned that we've been in uh, an organization that's been in existence for 40 years. Last uh, April 29th, we celebrated World Wish Day, uh, which celebrates our 40 years of existence. We look back on the past and the wishes we've granted. We are in the present and we're trying to do everything that we can possibly do to grant the wishes that are currently existing. But more importantly, we're looking forward to the next 40 years. And we're hoping by that time, we're going to be out of business as an organization because these hideous diseases no longer prey on our kids. But that is um, another program that we have instituted, and it's called Wishes Need Stars Like You. And it's, it's a, a look back on what we've done for the past 40 years. But it's also asking that we can align the stars to a point where we can grant the wishes of future wish kids if we really pull together as a team. And it's a, a, a program that, that really looks to the future and the wishes that we can grant with the help of celebrities and our, our corporate partners and our sponsors. But immediate help is what we really need, and that's wishesarewaiting.com, where you can go and help us grant these backlog of wishes that are currently waiting. Great. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Charlotte. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area or how it's affecting you, subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.